Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You damn right. Welcome to March. First day on a Wednesday for this month. Hope you're having a good one. A lot of Longhorn stuff on the board today. Baseball loses to LSU. Basketball getting ready for TCU. And if they want a part of that Big 12 title in the regular season, they've got to get the win tonight. Coming up at 1230, Isaiah's got your full breakdown in the right call segment for Texas and TCU. We got some football stuff to get into. We'll hit that baseball game a little bit, but there's some disturbing news coming out around the NFL as we get ready for Combine Week and ultimately the NFL Draft. Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What the hell is wrong with these SEC athletes that are going to get drafted high and put in their just careers in jeopardy as of late? They have racetracks, right? Like they have places yeah, you can they go. Yeah, places you could go to drive fast. Absolutely, if you want to drive uh-huh. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh man. Uh, yeah, we will definitely get into that story as we get you know further and further into Combine Week. We got some notes for you around the Combine. As we get ready, uh, some good notes, some positive notes around Bijan Robinson. Some thoughts from DeMarvion Overshone, because you know he's going to get asked about position discussions and is it safety, is it linebacker. We're going to get into all that. Uh, if you missed it last night, Longhorn Baseball loses a heartbreaker to LSU. It was a scoreless battle for the entire ball game into the ninth inning. Longhorns got uh, a good performance out of LeBaron Johnson. That is definitely something to build on there. Five innings, no earned runs, nine strikeouts, but it was 92 pitches, so maybe they got him up into that pitch area where they didn't feel like they could obviously leave him in any further, uh, any longer. If the Longhorns had found some runs during that time period, Zay, we'd be coming in here talking about LeBaron Johnson, but uh, the Longhorns just couldn't find the bats last night when they needed it. Yeah, LeBaron was terrific. Nine Ks, he faced 20 batters, and like you said, the 92 pitches. Might have got a little fatigued there, but he's a long, lanky thing on there on the hump. And, you know, for moving forward with this Texas baseball team and so many questions still. We saw what happened, you know, when the Horns went to Arlington, now coming back facing the number one team in the country and playing them like that with LeBaron on the mound. It's, you don't want any moral victories, but, you know, you can feel okay about the loss. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. you know, the ninth inning, that's tough. Yeah, no, Texas baseball fans, they know they know who they are. They know who their program is. There's no moral victories. Yeah. We, we understand that. Uh, but certainly a, a hell of a fight with LSU for a lot of that game. Give up the homer in the ninth after a couple of walks. Uh, that ends up being the difference. So LSU wins that game. If you were out at the dish and you have any comments, let us know. Specs text line is 337 337- Three seven seven six. The way their schedule works, uh, if I'm if I'm reading it correctly, I believe it's right. So this is 
three at Cal State Fullerton this weekend, and then they return home for 14 in a row at the dish. Then they go to College Station to play that one game with A&M, and then the rest of the schedule happens. Got to take care of business at home. So this is a big, big series this weekend to get a true road environment with Cal State Fullerton. Uh, that'll give you your, you know, a great road test before you hit conference play. So that's coming later in the week for the baseball team. Um, and as we mentioned, there's football angles on a lot of things today. Coming up at uh, 1 and 2 o'clock, our normal Wednesday guests, Justin Wells, Inside Texas at 105, Chip Brown, Horns247.com at 205, talking combine and the Longhorns that are involved, talking Longhorn basketball, baseball, and all the rest. And, of course, we are only five days away from Texas spring practice getting started. Also, special guest in our flex segment today, Isaiah was able to get us the victorious head coach from last night's big game with Stony Point and Buta Johnson. Stony Point got it done. So we're going to talk to Antoine Thompson coming up at 1.30 in the flex segment. Zay, his Tigers are moving on to the next round. So impressive. I mean, this was for the basically the 6A title in the Central Texas area, mm-hmm. you know, and to win by 19 the way that they did. Buda Johnson, they're a good ball club. Ben Kennison, he did a great job this year. They got about three guys they're going to make first team all 26-6A. They got guys probably going to make second team all 26-6A, and they they put it on them last night, those Tigers from Josiah Mosley. Your eyes button was amazing, Oof. and, man, I, I was so impressed sitting there with Roger Wallace and that type of atmosphere. It was packed up in there at the Burger Center. Again, it looks like a stage that you're on because, you know, you're so – everybody's just looking right down upon you, so – that third round game and to have Coach Thompson's players play the way they did, very impressive. And they look like they could go to the Alamo Dome. No doubt. That's a really impressive performance there. So we'll talk a little uh, high school basketball. I also got out to a high school basketball game that was in my neck of the woods. Talk about that coming up in the crap bag. In fact, I'm going to tell you where the real story was in this game. It wasn't the game. It was halftime. Oh, yeah? Halftime was the real entertainment. I'll tell you what happened. That's coming up at 1245. Uh, So we got all that going on, but we also have, uh, and as I said, we'll get you a full breakdown of Texas and TCU. Zay will get the right call segment for you. But unfortunately, we are leading into another NFL draft where we have a, a story that we'd rather not tell you about one of the top prospects. In fact, if it was all... If you made it all equal across the NFL draft, I think the experts would tell you that the number one rated prospect for a lot of folks is Georgia's Jalen Carter. And in some mock drafts, you're seeing him going right at the top. If the Bears just stick with one and don't work on any trades, that they will just go ahead and pick Jalen Carter. Maybe you got Will Anderson from Alabama in the discussion, but I see Jalen at the top of a lot of this stuff. And Zay, you're the one that let me know about this today. It links back to a story we've already talked about with Georgia, but now Jalen Carter ends up involved and near that story that killed another player and staff member right around the title game. Yeah, it's a really crappy-looking situation. Apparently... When all that happened where the female trainer and the current football player on Georgia where they passed away like a couple of days, was it a couple of days or maybe a day right after they won national championship around the time of the parade? I think it was the day of the parade. So the game's Monday night. This is either like early 
Tuesday or Wednesday morning, something like that? Right, yeah. yeah. So there's a report that came out says, as a result of the ongoing investigation into the January 15, 2023 fatal crash occurred on 900 block of Barnett, Skulls Road, the Athens-Clark County Police Department has secured a warrant rest Arrest warrants, excuse me, for Jalen Carter, 21, for reckless driving and racing. The investigation found Chandler LaCoy, which that's the woman that was involved, yes. driving a 2021 Ford Expedition and Jalen Carter driving a 2021 Jeep Trackhawk. We're operating the vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly after leaving the downtown Athens area at 2.30 a.m. The evidence demonstrated that both vehicles switched between lanes, drove in the center turn lane, drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook other motorists, and drove at a high rate of speed in an apparent attempt to outdistance each other. Evidence indicated that shortly before the crash, the expedition was traveling at 104 miles per hour, Oh, good God. I remember thinking when I first heard this story about why are you going that fast in a vehicle that big? But now we're talking about racing in a vehicle that fast? Yeah. Racing in big SUVs? When LaCoy crashed, oh. they checked her blood alcohol level, 0.197. Yeah, more than twice the limit. Twice the limit. So, And this is a vehicle that was, did you say this is a vehicle rented by Georgia? Yes. yes. This is one of University of Georgia's yes. vehicles. So at the time of the crash, investigators determined that the alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed were significant contributing factors to the crash. The case will be given to the general office. <laughs> What was that? A big word you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. Was that a big word that. you didn't want yeah, to pronounce? I wasn't even gonna get into is that. that? that? Yeah, was? I okay. wasn't even gonna botch that. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, that is, uh, man, that is just awful. Uh, so, yeah, so he's been charged with reckless driving and racing, as you mentioned. And I'm reading these are both misdemeanors in Georgia. The speed obviously factors in. The alcohol factors in. I am reading Zay that Carter showed no signs of alcohol. He's not a part of the discussion, I think, when it comes to alcohol. Also, maybe this helps him out a little bit that initially he did leave the scene, but he came back. He told police at first he just heard the crash, but later he did admit to them that he was driving alongside and near that car. So eventually he ends up admitting to police that he was a part of this, because that was my first question today. Well, how do they know? that Jalen Carter was involved, and why wouldn't they have known before today? But they, they reported it as a single vehicle incident yeah. when it happened. Yeah. So now, I don't know, ultimately, like, does that help his Does that help his case here in terms of just trying to own up to what he did? I don't think it helps his case very much. Okay. Because what happens, like, they're racing, right? So did he win? Like, he knows that they're gone. Like, you see when you're racing somebody, if they just vanish. Yeah, did he see them crash? Did he see them Is crash? The, that's the question. Did he hear it? And if he did see slash hear the crash, why didn't he go back and check? Like, that should be a first human reaction, unless if you know you're doing something highly illegal. Right. Which that's what he's doing. Does he? Uh, yeah. Plus, he knows his status too. Yeah. Is his initial gut to flee to protect himself? Yeah. To protect what is coming, what is supposedly coming this week and in April and further ahead, obviously in an NFL career. So they've got to look at 
all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, it was January 15th. So this story says it was hours before they celebrated with a parade and ceremony at Sanford stadium. This is the Sunday after the title game title game was like the 9th of January. This is the 15th. Okay. So it's that the end of that next week. So they're obviously, you know, they're on top of the world. One of the best days of all their lives. And this is how they were, um, you know, this is how they were dealing with it. Not just in, not just in a car driving fast, but you're racing each other and they're talking about switching in swerving lanes and all that stuff um like 104 104 in a big in a big suv in an expedition that's hard to slow that thing down yeah it's right and then also big stuff like the people that drive suvs could tell you i don't drive suvs that big i don't drive a ton of them my wife's got a bigger suv but like when you're in a big big suv like that and you're turning sharply and you're trying to weave in and out, that's a little the balance is different than yeah. if you're in a low profile car that's designed to do it. Not that they're obviously they're not thinking about all of that at this point. So just something to keep your eye on as we go through this week and into, you know, maybe draft discussions. You How, know what that means, Chad? What? Cowboys getting Jalen Carter at twenty six. Oh, jeez. This now becomes a Jerry guy? Is that what you're He's saying? definitely a Jerry guy. Well, let's see how far. We've had plenty of stories through the years of you know a big-time guy uh, that, that'll fall in a draft. The two that always pop in my head are Laramie Tunsil with the gas mask. pot gas mask and Warren Sapp, which was a – Warren's was like a reported failed – Pot test. Oh or yeah. Something oh yeah. He's a huge pothead. That didn't actually come. Th- it wasn't actually real right, at the right. time. No, they just what, knew. Yeah. Whatever it was. So and and he slipped a little bit. Um. You know. In the what draft. a steal. Yeah. He. They both ended up being big steals in the draft. Yeah. So so now, what does this do to Jalen Carter? Um. And you know, beyond this, is there any evidence that there was something else? Obviously, there's not. Um, there's not going to be evidence that he was trying to hurt these people. Um. The only ev- it. it you got misdemeanor charges of the reckless driving and things like that, and then you've got you possibly could have what fleeing the scene of a crash. Yeah, if you knew, like you said, if he had heard something for sure, if he knew for sure and saw it, and somehow you could prove that he saw it or he would admit to you, yeah, I saw it, I freaked out, but I did come back. I came back, uh, but then they could say, well, like, hey, man, both these people are dead. Yeah. What what if you come back in five minutes instead of two hours? Does that bring with it some sort of negligence and another charge for him that you know an NFL team? Well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he goes past them, they get caught at a red light. He feels like he wins. He goes off to wherever he goes off to. You're not gonna call him or text him, be like, "I smoked you guys," or you know. Right, y'all can't y'all can't see me out here. I'm like Vin Diesel or something. Just you know, just what? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you contact them after you just after they they I guess vanish? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a and there's a lot of adrenaline going on. You're in Georgia. There, I mean, maybe like a it, maybe I don't know where it is. And he's term. sober. He's, he's sober. sober. So right. like, I don't get how these things aren't. Could it, I, I I've never raced anybody. I haven't either. But I mean, could he think once? Let's say once he's won the race and he hasn't seen a wreck, like you said, does he go grab something to eat and text him, burns y'all pretty good, get home safe or something like that? You know, I'll see you at the yeah. par- I'll see y'all at the parade. Yeah, I'm gonna grab a bite if y'all want to come over to whatever's wherever he is. I'll see y'all tomorrow. And then is it possible that he did that and then just chills out and then somebody else 
contacts him. Yeah, and, and like, says, "Hey, dude, did you hear that? So that they they crashed." Oh right. my god! And then he heads over. I don't know. And who knows? Like I'm just speculating here. Like he could have not texted them because he knows that okay, there was a guy and a gal in the car. Maybe they're going back. It's two a.m. two thirty a.m. Who knows what they're going back to do? I'm gonna let them be. Maybe. But we just we yeah. had our fun because we all know each other. And again, like you said, that adrenaline we're riding high. We just went back to back national championships and stuff. Like yeah. everybody's having a good time. But then. But this this is a serious story. Like it ain't nothing like Warren Sapp or Laramie Tunsil. No, no, it's nothing like that. You're right. And no. this alters the whole NFL. This guy's supposed to be number one. Yeah, because this is you're talking about two people. You know, two people die in the incident. It's not just a car. You wish it had been just a car wreck. Yeah. You know, causing a car wreck, or it had just been something like the Denver Harris story from A and M. Was it bad? Yeah. Was it reckless? Oh yeah. But nobody got hurt. Right. Nobody did. And if they had, then that story cranks up to another level. Like you said, we're talking about the biggest prospect in the draft to a lot of people. And by the way, in respect to those other two guys, Sapp wasn't that, and Tunsil wasn't that. For sure. They weren't the guy, the number one guy where you say, well, what if the Bears just took the best guy possible? Kuiper and all these dudes would go, it's that guy. Mm -hmm. You've seen Georgia play? That dude. Take him. So now they've got to they got to work through all you know all these things. True, he, man. He, he'd already said he wasn't going to work out at the combine. So now the question is, I guess the next thing will be: Does Jalen Carter show up in Indianapolis and face the music thirty two times? He was supposed to talk already, and he didn't do that. So okay. I think he has to go back to Georgia and deal with his warrant. I guess that's true. If technically now he has been charged, Want, wanted man, milk yeah. box. It, Issued an arrest warrant, and that would have been today. And then they've got to figure out what uh, what comes next. I have I'd have to look at the schedule now. Defensive linemen they start their workouts are tomorrow, but um, I believe let's see I yeah they do the workouts tomorrow. I'm not sure when their interviews would have started. They may already be into that process. So that'll be affected a little bit. Draft boards will be affected here, obviously. The most important thing, those two lives that are lost. And we already knew about those those two young people, unfortunately. Hor- just a horrific story. The young woman that died was 24 years old. And I believe you said the player was 21. I think it's that right. That offensive lineman, Devin Willock, uh, were the ones that were killed. And I actually don't see Willock's age here, but in his early 20s. Uh, obviously, he was a member of the team. Yeah, if, if you're Will Anderson right now, like you're looking for places to stay in the city of Chicago. I, it's basically a done deal with that. At this point, if you're Chicago Bears, then if you're keeping Jalen Field, or Justin Fields, I mean, and you mm-hmm. want to roll with that and see what happens, don't even stress it. Like, Will Anderson, he's the guy. Now, it just makes him the easier pick because who knows? Jalen Carter might have the better career, but... We don't know what's going to happen from this situation, and the Bears, they don't want to take that on if I were them. Yeah, so the the ideas that you've seen thrown out there are if a Houston or uh, an Indianapolis wants to go up to ensure that they get Bryce Young, then that could happen early on, and I'm looking at a mock here. It's actually um, Kuyper's latest mock has Will Anderson three to Arizona, and then wow. sh- and Chicago still going Jalen Carter at four. That's before all this, though. Oh. That's before all this stuff. So then I guess that would be the question. Is it – do they believe they could get past this t- – to such a degree that if even if Will Anderson went before Carter, that he's the obvious next guy. Is he still the obvious next dude even if Anderson goes first, or would that change? Because, again, you've got to go through all of this 
you go through all these details. Is this enough for you to say you can't wear our colors? You can't wear our helmet. Is it that serious? Yeah, and we'll see. Right? Because he didn't kill these people. No. He was involved in something really, really dangerous. And, you know, he went, it was a, it's a, it's a daredevil move, and it's not advisable, but it is also, he's looking at misdemeanor charges, and to some degree he's facing the music there. I don't think he's running from the arrest warrant today. And at some point, his lawyer or whoever will argue, hey, my guy eventually admitted where he was. I get it that he fled the scene. And that's the thing. Once they explain that, as long as they can explain that in a reasonable way, like we're talking about. Look, he didn't realize they wrecked right away. Once he realized they had wrecked, he went back to the scene. He was not right there when, you know, whatever, whatever the, the, you know, whatever his story is going to be. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, I get all that. But we're saying on March 1st, Chad, it happened January 15th. That's a hot minute ago. Yeah. That's a long time ago to just be working out and get ready for the combine while these two people are dead and you know more to the story, like that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. But to be fair, he on January 15th, if I'm reading it correctly, he went back like hours after it happened, not days, hours, talked to the cops, right? told them he heard the, heard the crash, and then he said he heard it from another location. But then eventually he admitted, no, all right, I was driving next to him. At one point, I was driving next to him. So what's this all coming up now for? Like, why is this coming up now and didn't it come up January 18th, a couple of days later? Well, I mean, if you want the actual answer, I don't know if I can give it to you. Do you want the conspiracy theorist idea? Yeah, throw throw it to me. Where'd Will Anderson go to college? Bama. Oh. Stop, man. Stop. (laughs) Stop. It's not that crooked. Because here's what I need you to understand, Zay, about this conference you're about to enter. (laughs) All right? In this conference you're about to be a part of, in football specifically, there are armies of boosters, fans, crazed boosters, and crazed fans. And they have allegedly made phone calls put things on social media, and done a lot of stuff to make other schools in the conference look dumb. That's what I, That's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's all I'm going to tell you. Yo, I, that's fair. By the way, the people that love Old Miss are nodding right now <laughs> about that Laramie Tunsil story. That was the story back then. Yeah. Hey, how'd that Laramie Tunsil video get out and whatever? There are people that would tell you it can all be traced back to somebody wearing crimson. That's what they would tell you. That it that it was some that it was Bama that leaked it because they were mad about something else. It's all about recruiting, coaching stories, recruiting violations. We're gonna tell on you. You tell if you tell on us, we're telling on you. We're telling on them. We're gonna make sure everything is straight. So Yeah, oh yeah, I would love to go to somebody else's house, see Sarkeesia, somebody say, Oh, you wanna go to Georgia? They got criminals over there. Right. That's that's the conspiracy answer. But the the ultimate answer is I do not know, but those folks that would uh, that would kind of live in that world would ask the question about, do you think this is a coincidence we're finding out as the combine starts? Do you think that's a coincidence? There are those that would tell you it's not. So I don't know how that ends up happening, but yeah, that it, it is it is an interesting thing to bring up. If he did clear everything with the cops, why is it now? That'd be the question for the cops, too. Yeah. Okay, if he told you what his part in this was on February the 15th, why would March 1st be the day that you decide he needs to get arrested? 
Why wouldn't you? He was right there. You were talking to him. Like, again, knowing that the combine's coming about, knowing yeah. that he has this week. Mm, like, we just, I know he's a brother, but we're just going to let him live good on Black History Month? Wait, here we go, Zay. Lead detective went to Florida. No, that, well, no, that's not it. No, I'm sorry. No, that's not, that's not it. It's not everything. It's not everything. It's just stuff SEC fans oh, talk man. about. You see how it's already infected me? I'm only like a decade in. Yeah. It's infecting me every time I hear a story see, like that, this. That's, that's what I think say of. That because who knows what Georgia people have been saying about the Brandon Miller situation and what they think about it. Like, ha ha, look what's going on in Alabama. And we're like, oh, yeah? Mm. Okay. Oh, see? You see? You see what you're doing? Yeah. yeah you're, you're, <laughs> you're headed down that path. You our are ish, headed down that path. Our ish might stink, but y'all's is a little funky too. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I had, I hadn't even thought about that. There's some there's some wild restaurant conversations going on in those two states right now. I bet uh, in Alabama and Georgia. Keep your eye on that story. Jalen Carter facing the reckless driving and racing charge, um, charged with reckless driving and racing, and uh, has to go deal with it in uh, in Georgia theoretically today and maybe. Um, maybe the rest of this week. Already said he wasn't working out at the Combine. Now, does he make any appearance at the Combine? We'll keep our eye on that story. Coming up next, let's talk some basketball. Texas and TCU tonight in Fort Worth. It is simple as if Texas wins, they got a shot at the title. If they lose, they get nothing on Sunday. The game on Sunday, excuse me, Saturday against Kansas would mean nothing. We'll get you set up for all of that with the right call. Coming up in the when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. Wow. I don't quite have this one. It's got a little bit of a Rick Springfield feel to it, but it's not. I don't think it's Rick. I don't know who it is, Zay. Who you got? Air race. Who? Air race. Air race? Yeah. Not familiar. Not familiar. All right. Featuring Jason Bonham. Uh, Jason Bonham on drums. Okay. Jason Bonham is the son of John Bonham, who was the drummer of Led Zeppelin. Ah. So that's one of Jason's projects. Okay. Thank you for bringing that little detail in. Because if Jason's on drums, that'll at least get you something. Uh, he was amazing. They got videos of John teaching Jason how to play drums, and I think he's like 20 months old, something like that, and he's sitting on the drums just killing it. <laughs> just killing it. But again, if maybe the greatest rock drummer that ever lived is your dad, it's tough. It's going to wear off. Yeah. It's going to wear off. Uh, that was great. That's good stuff. All right, so Air Race, a uh, little Jason Bonham project getting us started there. Um, Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. The Jalen Carter story kind of taking over in the football world, unfortunately. 
A lot of different people texting us. We'll get to some of that. Uh, 337-3776. Remember, is the Specs text line. Somebody said Chad's trying to be Jalen's PR exec. And will Jerry and Jalen be on trial at the same time next year? (laughs) Perfect draft choice behind bars. Somebody else says, just call it. Carter will be a cowboy. It's like like Zay said. Somebody said, dude, here it is. This is a perfect text. Uh, Zay for the SEC, dude. UGA will cover up anything. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> we talking LSU or Auburn? Oh, it was G E A U X. So that's go. an LSU, LSU Tiger yeah. with a comment, and this says LOL. Alabama and Georgia are battling to get the worst humans on their team. <laughs> oh my Yo, god! But, but, but it kind of goes back to the the Dion thing that we talked about yesterday, Chad. Like. Sometimes you got to have some guys where you're like, man, I got to be my head on the swivel when I go in their neighborhoods, trying to recruit them, go in those houses. And we talk about Dion wasn't lying to a certain extent. We just can't believe he said it. Right. And you go look at a situation like this. Ah. Yeah, I wonder what behind closed doors, now that we've had a couple stories like this in, in the SEC, and I'm sure it's in a lot of places, unfortunately, but... What would a coach tell you behind the scenes, away from you, know, off the record, about like street racing? Hey, coach, what if you hear he's involved in this? What if you hear he's involved in racing? Like, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what they would say. Right. Like, is that an immediate? Oh, no, 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 no. Or to what you're talking about? Well, I do need him to be willing to do this. Right. So if he's willing to do this. I then could, as long as he can do it safely, I can then coach him to do this. Yeah, I'm Steve Sarkeesian. I get that situation. Yeah, he likes to race. He loves Fast and Furious movies, et cetera. Cool. We got Circus of America right down the street. We can go there on our off days and have some fun. I get it out of system. I can get you a ride along at Coda. Yeah. Just anyway, but we can't. I ain't trying to see you on Barton Springs and South Lamar (laughs) in that ruckus. (laughs) No. You don't need that. I don't need that. That's 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 a good, good point. Uh, this says the SEC is so insane you have people poisoning trees and going to prison for their team. Yep, that's oh that. Oh, my god, That's that conference, too. This that, is where we want to go? That is that conference, too. You are asking, just like my team did, you are asking to be a part of it. Just make sure you're comfortable with that on the way in. You are asking on purpose to be a part of all this. This is what we're bringing they, some class to the SEC. That's how I tried to look at it too. <laughs> no, y'all are hell no, 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 no. y'all ain't bring you, no class. You, you see how that works for you long term, but that's a good way to think about it. That's a great way to think about we it. We classier than y'all, so <laughs> that's what I tried to do in 2011. <laughs> didn't it didn't work out so well uh, in some ways? All right, let's get to some basketball. Texas, it's simple math now. Kansas wins last night; they get a share of the conference title. No, it's not a best-of show. Kansas wins a share of the conference title. Big shock, right? So that's at least what's going to happen. Texas needs to win tonight and beat Kansas to then get a share themselves. So let's get to tonight because otherwise the Kansas game won't matter. The Right Call segment with Zay. Isaiah, it's Texas and TCU, and this time they got to do it in Fort Worth. That's right, Chad. The Right Call segment brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your concert, theater, stand-up, and sports tickets. Hey, Shelby, get them to me. Get them to me quick. Go to SyntexTickets.com. 
Man, yeah, tonight's game, Chad, I'm very nervous because with how the schedule has worked and what you saw Kansas do to Texas Tech last night, squeaking by with a four-point dub and being for sure co-champs of the Big 12, depending on what the Horns do tonight and Saturday, again, with what the schedule has shaped out to be, that puts a lot of pressure on Texas because now they play tonight. Now they know they have to win in order to even have a shot. And it's so easy to look forward to Saturday and this kind of be a trap game. Mm -hmm. And if you're Jamie Dixon's squad, who had an 18-point lead on, um, excuse me, 18-point lead on January 11th and blew it, ended up losing to Texas by four, and now – you got Mike Miles back, who looked really good against Tech uh, a couple of nights ago on Saturday. And they're looking like that team that could really make some noise once March comes. So hopefully Texas isn't looking ahead to Saturday, thinking that, okay, we could secure yeah. co-Big 12 champs if we beat Kansas. Well, no, you got a top 25 matchup tonight against a really good team. That doesn't like you. The Kansas game has all that, and it's senior day. Mm-hmm. It's the last home game. It's everything that you would pack into that. That's a great point. And then, you know, also, I worry about I worry about everybody's eyesight going to Fort Worth because this floor is <laughs> floor ugly. It's god awful. I swear, if, I think there's something wrong with my TV every time. I, I hate that I'm gonna have to watch this tonight because I, I hate like, that floor. I do like the red three point line. That's oh, about it. Yes, that's I do the like, coolest part. Take away everything. Yeah, else. the blood in the eyes reference. Yeah, I, TCU does that. I'm fine, but the floor is crazy. But yeah, it, it's. I just. I want to see. Obviously, the start last time was really not good for Texas, even at Moody. Give me your guy tonight. I'll give you an A plus performance from anybody you like. Who's the most important guy for you tonight? Marcus Carr. Okay. Marcus Carr has been a little inconsistent as of late. I mean, against. Baylor, he only had 11 points, and they made life really difficult for him. But the way he's been playing all year long, around 17 points a game, he has to continue to play well. And I know it's the Big 12. It's difficult. Now these teams have seen you so many times. The scouting reports only up the ante. That's why guys like Dylan Mitchell, they got to come along. That's why Brock, he can't go over like he did against Baylor because the key's going to be on Timmy Allen, Serge Barry Rice, Marcus Carr. So we need Tyrese Hunter. He has to continue to do what he does. But he's going to have to worry about Mike Miles on the other end, trying to slow him down. And Mike Miles, he's such a threat at 18 points a game. I thought even though that he was hurt with his knee injury, that was able to him for him to get you know some energy back to take this next, you know, next few games to really get going into March. And he had that nasty dunk against Texas Tech to give them the lead. You could tell that knee's all right. Mm-hmm. So guys like so Damian, back. yeah, he's back. Yeah. Damian Bowe, he's super athletic, super rangy as a guard. Emmanuel Miller, I think he might be the most underrated player in the Big 12. He is a really good player, number two for uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. So Eddie Lampkin didn't play against Texas Tech. And he hasn't been playing well really most of the season, but these last five games or so, he really hasn't been playing well. And I think that's had to do with the injuries that he's been, you know, dealing with as of late. But they got Xavier Cork. He's going to be the starting center for him if Eddie Lampkin doesn't play. And you know who scares me? Jacoby Coles. 
Jacoby Coles could shoot it. Mm. And he hit some huge free throws against Texas Tech to secure their game. He stretches the floor for them. And we know Jamie Dixon's squads, they're so good at offensive rebounding. They're so good at, you know, being the more aggressive team. That's how they want to play. They want to get up and down the court. They might not shoot the ball well from the outside, but they will still shoot it. And if they get hot, they're going to get more confidence. So they're going to go at Texas' head, especially, you know, you saw on Saturday against Baylor – Baylor had 22 free throws that they made. 26 times they went to the line, or 26 shots that they shot at the free throw, while Texas only had around 12 or so. That can't happen. You you can't allow to have dumb fouls on one end and on the other not be the aggressor offensively. So Timmy Allen, he's got to be a lot better too. And we've watched Texas do that multiple games this year. Yeah, they'll go on these droughts. They went on a huge drought when they were up 18-4 to against Baylor. Then Baylor ended up winning the half 29 to 25. Like, that's awful. Right. That's awful. And I really don't like, Chad, when Timmy Allen has the ball on the wing in ISO situations. Teams have started to figure out that it's a lot easier to guard than you think, especially when Dylan Mitchell's out there and you don't have to worry about him. Yeah. For Allen, that's too far out for me. It just feels like he's too far away at that point. When he's moving, when he's cutting to the basket, when he's coming off screens and curls, and when his mid-range shot's going. Mid-range stuff, That's That's when the Timmy Allen that we like, getting the ball off the rim, defensive rebound, pushing it up the court himself, and making things happen, getting to his little pull-up jumper, you know, getting to the line, using his pump fake. That's the Timmy Allen we need. But when we give him the ball and he has it on ISOs, remember, like a couple of games ago, he had a five-second violation. Yeah, I know. Just holding the ball and trying to make something happen. And if you're Coach Terry and this coaching staff, you want to get away from that because when all four guys that aren't guarding Timmy Allen are in help side and they're just watching and everybody else is just standing around, if Timmy Allen's going to be in ISO situations, there better be movement on the other side. There has to be movement. And Timmy Allen has to know, okay, with that movement happening – Am I looking for open guys, whether there's flare screens on the other side, whether there's down screens and Marcus Carr's coming up to the top of the key where he likes to shoot it? you got to be looking at all those things while figuring out what your man's doing defensively to give you the advantage to score on them. So when when Texas gets into the half-court sets, which we see just a little too much, of you know that ISO ball, that's where they could get into trouble. Now we're starting to see a lot more teams not fall for the Serge Barry Rice pump fake mm-hmm. because it's been so famously known around college basketball. Every single commentator that has a Texas game talks about it. Yeah, it's on the scouting report yeah. out the ass. So oh yeah, now people are starting to figure out. Which again, we've been talking about it all week. Serge Barry Rice, I know he can't wait till the tournament till he sees some new faces and yeah. teams that just haven't seen him before where the shot fake will start, you know, coming into play a lot more. But Dylan Mitchell, if he's going to continue to start, he has to give you more, especially defensively. Like, you know, he had a couple of dunks offensively these last couple of games at the beginning of the first half, but then he just becomes invisible. And we know Arterial Morris could be up and down, and it's so hard for him to get minutes with Rice, Hunter, and Carr, you know, taking up all the guard minutes. We know – Tyrese Hunter has to continue to be good. He has a huge job tonight trying to stop Mike Miles and slow him down. Dylan DeSue was terrific against Baylor with 24 points, but where was Christian Bishop? Where was Brock? Where was Timmy Allen? You can't just have one of those guys do good and the rest of the three do bad, especially for the bigs, including Dylan Mitchell. So I'm I'm nervous about tonight. I I really am. I think TCU has so much more to play for with with just – 
trying to get revenge on the last game and trying to up their seeding in the tournament while Texas, they might have the pressure on them knowing that Kansas won last night mm-hmm. and they have to win tonight just to get a shot tie the Big 12 title before Saturday comes. Yep, only the share is now available because Kansas got their part last night. Texas needs these two wins. Texas and TCU, it's an 8 o'clock tip tonight, so on the later side, 7.30 pregame for you right here on the Horn. Coming up at 105, more on that and some other Longhorn stuff with Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3.com. We're only five days away from Texas spring practice. We'll get some combine thoughts from him as well. Bijan, Roshan, tomorrow it's DeMarvion, and the other two guys as well getting it started with the D-line and linebackers. Justin's coming up at 105. Up next in the crab bag, I'll tell you about a big-time basketball star I saw last night that's headed to a Big 12 school, but I'll also tell you about the show I saw at halftime. I didn't even know this was going on at high school basketball games. It was fun to watch, though. Coming up on the Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, the last one had a bottom on drums. This one sounds like a serious guitar tune. Oh, well, I mean, I think I know this guy. This sounds like Mr. Dubrow. We going back to Quiet Riot? That's right. Yeah. What's the song called? Condition Critical. Oh, okay. That was the name of an album as well. I'm not familiar with the title track. My bad to you QR fans out there. Great front man, Kevin Dubrow. Quiet Riot. Rest in peace to the great Kevin Dubrow. Quiet Riot and Air Race have been a part of the show today. Apparently Air Race is a Jason Bonham uh, associated product, so you may want to check that out. Justin Wells coming up at 105 from Inside Texas at On3.com. And coming up at 130. In our flex segment, we are going to talk to the coach of the Stony Point Tigers. They advanced last night and advanced in a big way. It was close for a little while, but they pull away 69-50 was the final score. Stony Point outscored Buta Johnson 41-24 in the second and third quarters combined. And that was the difference. That's when they really separated. Antoine Thompson will join us. He'll talk about their next matchup with San Antonio Brennan. Congratulations to Stony Point. Zay was there calling it last night. Sounded like a great crowd at Burger. Yeah. Yeah, brought back so many memories. I love that gym so much. Tony Burger Center. Just a classic venue. And, yeah, Stony Point, they were up by 10 going into halftime. And I told Roger Wallace, man, Beulah Johnson, they got to get off to a really quick start to give themselves some confidence. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, Stony Point could really blow it open because you could kind of feel Stony Point smelling blood. No doubt. And right when the third quarter started, Beulah Johnson, back-to-back turnovers, Stony Point, five points off those turnovers. Coach Kennison calls a timeout. That's basically ball Man, game. It was done. Yeah, no, you were absolutely right. I thought you guys did a great job, as always, and certainly Stony Point did a great job. We'll talk to Coach Thompson coming up at 1.30. Speaking of high school basketball, I got to look at some as well last night in another location. Let's get into that in the crap bag. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, 
Just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. All right, first off, i got to thank Mike Harge. We always tell you just to keep it right here on the horn, and you'll find out everything. You'll be entertained, hopefully, and uh, maybe you're informed. Harge told me as I'm driving home last night, hey, Colleen Ellison and AM Consolidated are playing out in Elgin. I know. I was shocked to see that you went. Hey, Chad, if you want to get out and check. And so I thought, you know, let me check the schedule, see what's going on with the girls, and I might be able to get out there. And he mentioned a player to me uh, that is headed to Oklahoma State. Yep. And I got to see him. Jamron Keller. 626162 depending on who you're asking a combo guard has signed with Oklahoma State Zay he's a lot of fun to watch he is he's man so, he's fun he's so athletic he's so fast that he looks like a linebacker yeah like he's swolled up and if you're coach Boynton at Oklahoma State you love that type of guy he fits in for Oklahoma State and Stillwater perfectly and yeah I think Killeen Ellison they could definitely do some damage I saw them at the Pflugerville tournament earlier this season and they ended up losing in that game, actually. Is that right? Yeah, but, man, Keller, he's a serious player, and you can see why Clean Ellison has so much success. Yeah, great body control driving to the basket, that physicality he's got. It's hard to knock him off a line. Uh, and this is a good team. It's a long team, too. Uh, Dion Ware, 6'5". Uh, Oladipo, 6'6". 6'4", Chris White. They have long, lean guys. When they turn you over, they are going the other way fast. They have great fast break. Uh, and they ended up winning easily. 65-43. It was not close. By halftime, you knew. They were up by like 12. And I had the same thought you did about your game. Oh, if AM Consolidate doesn't do something early, they're going to get taken out of this thing. And by the end of the third quarter, it was done. Yeah. I've, you watch Keller play, like, he'll guard big men and hold his own because he's so damn strong and so athletic. Yeah, you can't move the dude. You can't move him. But yeah. he's going to be a point guard when he goes to Oklahoma State. He's oh, going to run fine. point for Coach Mike Boynton. So he reminds me a lot of when Jamal Shedd was at Maynard. I can see that. He reminds me a lot of that. Just so athletic and so physical at the high school level. Doesn't even compare to the guys he's playing against. The two most impressive moments to me, he had one where he cut through two defenders on the baseline, got to the basket, a guy comes over, gives him all kinds of contact. He goes up and under for an and one and made it effortless. Yeah. <laughs> but then the other one was on the opposite end of the floor. He's in the defensive lane. He has rebounded the ball and he's being pushed out and he's falling over. But he sees a teammate just with his left hand. Just a lightning quick pass to about half court. The teammate finds a guy under the basket for an easy little bunny in transition and Keller's laying back on the floor having created all of it. It was really impressive stuff. But the most impressive thing I saw last night, Zay, was not Jamron Keller. It was the bring it on style turf war between the cheerleading groups at halftime. I did not realize this was going on at high school basketball games, but the Colleen Ellison cheerleading crew and the AM Consolidated cheerleading crew were yelling and screaming and cheering and just back and forth to each other. Not, what? Not to their fan bases. All of a sudden, I hear this cheer come up. I was like, why is there a cheer? Oh, they're cheering because one of the Ellison cheerleaders is doing like a you know doing flips right the round what what is it round offs and back handsprings and all that stuff across the floor so at halftime they start like exchanging tricks one of them will do a set of trick and then look at the other like what's up now (laughs) and then go back 
And then what? So the, the stars were a male cheerleader on the Colleen Ellison side, had the frost, uh, frosted tips going in the hair, and he was a badass. Clearly had not missed ab day. He does all kinds of flips and turns, and he's giving them little shimmies yeah. and stuff. And then the star for AM Consolidated was a blonde, little blonde with the ponytail. She starts doing flips, and then she comes out waving at the Ellison people, oh, giving, giving them a weird little hand sign. Like, I don't know why she was like, you show, like she was showing me a wedding ring. That, that's like the Beyonce. Oh, is that uh, what it is? Uh, uh, you know, okay. like you can't. She was giving yeah. them that. Ellison was coming up with all these cheers, and they're stomping on the floor. You don't want none. You don't want none. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what is happening? It was so entertaining. I'm standing over in the corner on the Colleen Ellison side. Just kind of soaking it all up. I thought I'd go to their world since Harge is a Colleen Ellison guy, and I wanted to kind of see it from their perspective and get closer to Keller, just see how it all – and, man, it was so entertaining. I went to – as I was leaving, I walked up to the to the male cheerleader I was talking about, the star of that show. I said, hey, man, that team was great, but you guys were the stars tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> Y'all were the most entertaining thing I saw tonight. Did so, you hear any OG cheers? Like, you, G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Yeah, yeah, no. you ugly. But I, I feel Did, like in 2023, that might be frowned Didn't upon. have the you ugly, but I was watching different, you could tell there were like parents that were like the moms of the cheerleaders. And a couple times they had to do a little silent count, like, okay, that's far enough. That's far enough. Yeah. Don't do, don't do anymore. We're good. It was weird. I just didn't know that was happening. I didn't know bring it on stuff was happening at high school but I guess it makes sense because it's nobody's turf. Right. Right. We're in Elgin and it's AM Consolidated and Colleen Nelson. I guess the cheerleaders have to scream and yell and figure out whose place it really is. Oh, man. There's nothing more classic than Gabrielle Union versus Kirsten Dunst. Ooh. East Compton, Rancho Cucamonga High School. They're out there stealing their routines and stuff. I do enjoy, I do enjoy that movie. I love that movie, too. Because you got a little Eliza Dushku in that movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. come on. That's that's a fantastic movie. Uh, it was good stuff. Shout out to Colleen Ellison. That team does look really good. I heard Hard say they were like number two in the state going into last night. They looked every bit of it. I talked to a couple people last night that said, hey, now, I know what the score was, but A&M Consolidated is pretty good. Wow. And Colleen Ellison made them look like that. So 65-43, it was a no-doubter. They move on. They're going to play Port Arthur Memorial in the next round. Oh. That's their next opponent. How about that matchup? Yeah. Port Arthur Memorial. And I'm told the number one team at 5A is Kimball? Dallas Kimball? I think think that's what I was told last night. That's where Ontario Morris came from i think that's what i heard last night that they are actually number one and number two in the state is colleen ellison so port arthur port arthur memorial. memorial i want to say they got a guy that's going to washington that's a big time player really? that texas one okay yeah. yeah, well, we'll see what that looks like. There's some good uh, good players on that Ellison team, man. We'll see if they can get it done uh, for Hards and all those folks out. Let me see if I get this right. Out in the two five four. Is that what Harge calls it? Represent. Is that what they are out there in that 254? Uh, we'll see if they can bring home the title. They got one round further last night. Remember, uh, flex segment coming up at 1.30. We'll talk to Antoine Thompson, the Stony Point head coach, after their big win. Up next, Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3.com. We'll talk Longhorn stuff, including the guys at the Combine this week, what he thought of baseball last night, and basketball getting ready for TCU. Don't move. It's the Horn.